Hello, St. Louis. Before we get to the show today, if you could go down and hit the like button, subscribe, follow, whatever platform you're listening to us on, Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, uh, go ahead and give us a review and a follow. That would help us out tremendously. Before we get to the show today, I want to talk to you about two of my great sponsors. First, NWO IT Services. As a business owner, downtime is not what you want to worry about. With NWO IT Services, they take that worry away with their month-to-month managed service packages. They handle our IT here at the STL Leaders, and we couldn't do it without them. They are locally owned and have been in operation for 12 years. To learn more, visit nwoitservices.com. We're also brought to you by Inbound Blend Digital Marketing. As a business owner, are you busy running the day-to-day operations all while juggling a million things? Inbound Blend Digital Marketing provides affordable month-to-month website and marketing services with plans starting in the hundreds, not thousands. They do our marketing, our website, and all our social media here at the STL Leaders, and I highly recommend that you check them out. To learn more about them, visit inboundblend.com. And now, to this episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. Hello, St. Louis. This is your host, Brian Bisking, and this is the STL Leaders Podcast. Did you know that there are 2.8 million people that live in the St. Louis metro area? There are many leaders inside of that population. I started this podcast to give those leaders a voice. The STL Leaders Podcast mission is to speak to the leaders of our area to gain insight into their story, their journey, and the lessons they have learned along the way. Each episode gives you inside access to the people who make St. Louis what it is today and what it will be in the future. Listen as we dive into what makes each leader so impactful and how they view success, mindset, and leadership. This podcast is brought to you by Synchrony HR, NWO IT Services, Inbound Blend Digital Marketing, and Enterprise Bank and Trust. On this episode of the STL Leaders Podcast, we have Cheryl Lauer. Cheryl is a dynamic leader with a track record of implementing systems and processes that produce quantifiable and sustainable results. Cheryl gained experience at PricewaterhouseCoopers before buying her first company in 1991. She transformed a failing business and grew it sixfold by cultivating a smart and healthy team that has consistently produced results for 27 years. Cheryl has also devoted 10 years as a servant leader with the Entrepreneur Organization, serving in a variety of roles at the local and regional level for this international nonprofit organization. Cheryl is passionate about helping others achieve more of what they want at work and in life. She is now the CEO of L10 Performance Solutions, where she consults with her clients on leadership and business solutions. It's my honor to welcome Cheryl to the show. Cheryl Lauer, welcome to the show. I I really appreciate you taking some time to uh, be here today and uh, give us some uh, advice on leadership here on the STL Leaders Podcast. Thanks so much, Brian. It's great to be here today. Absolutely. So I always kind of try to start this podcast off giving our listeners a little background on you. And so why don't you share with us kind of what growing up was like for you? Hmm. Oh, that was a long time ago. Um, so it was a little bit varied. Um, lived in St. Louis, uh, lived in Farmington, small town for a while. Um, and my parents uh, divorced when, when I was very young, but um, interestingly, they, they both ended up owning businesses. Um, so I guess owning a business was more in my blood than I, than I ever realized. 
Um, it was just a natural part of my life growing up. Um, I was also very fortunate. We we uh, had enough acreage. I had horses growing up, which was a real passion of mine. We had lots of animals. Um, and so it was uh, lots of fun. Um, and uh, I don't, don't want to go too so far you, into that. <laughs> yeah, so you grew up here in St. Louis. And um, so you're born and raised here in St. Louis, and I take it. Yeah, pretty much. Like I said, other than we lived in Farmington for a while, so that's where I ended up going to high school. So the, the famous St. Louis question of where'd you go to high school? Um, <laughs> yeah. I, didn't, I, I didn't go to a St. Louis high school, so people have a hard time um, figuring out what to do with that answer sometimes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's still still this ama day amazes me that the, that's such an important question here in the St. Louis region. But uh, mm -hmm. I, I guess people people like to know what circles you ran in. I guess is what I've been told, and why that question gets asked uh, all all yeah. the time. So talk yeah, a little I think bit people about are always looking for a way to connect and identify with people, and that's that's just one of those ways. Yep, it is. I agree. Some some people think that it's um, um, makes you realize what clique you're in, and I, I think it's just a way for us to say, oh, okay, well, I know somebody went to that high school or or whatever mm -hmm. it may be. I don't, you know. So I think it's a it's a fun question to ask. So tell yeah. me a little bit about Baker's Pride. You you bought that org, uh, organization, or did you start Baker's Pride? I did buy it. Um, it was a business that was failing at the time. It had been very successful, but had lost about 60% of its revenue in the six months before I took it over. Um, so I actually was thinking about buying, uh, getting into flipping real estate at the time um, with a, a guy I was dating. And we went to a course and got this training and we ended up actually utilizing in hindsight the, the skills we had learned for buying distressed property. And we bought this distressed business. Um, we ended up buying it, no money down, um, took over, uh, paid off the bank loan um, and uh, put everybody back in a good position. But it was it was a interesting adventure. I had started out my career in public accounting with Price Waterhouse. And so I, I knew a fair amount about, um, you know, the financials and the accounting side of things. And uh, my, my, part, my business partner at the time um, asked me to take a look at this uh, acquisition with him. And we ended up taking it over. Um, and then he wasn't really interested in running the business. That ended up being a bigger challenge than he was up for. So um, I have owned Baker's Pride uh, myself for almost the past 30 years and uh, have grew it uh, about six times what it originally was. Um, and and, and uh, for our listeners, tell us, a little, yeah, and for our listeners, tell us a little bit about Baker's Pride and what it is. So we are a wholesale baking and distribution company. So we focus primarily with fresh baked products. Um, and, and the real focus is in um, breakfast items. So donuts, Danish, muffins, bagels, those types of products. Um, but we bake fresh and deliver 365 days a year. So it's a very challenging business. Um, anything in the food industry, restaurants and anything like that, very challenging businesses. And um, the fact that we never get a day off uh, makes it extra interesting. Absolutely. So how has obviously you, the food industry, the restaurant industry um, has been greatly impacted by this COVID pandemic? Um, I know very, I know a lot of uh, small business restaurant owners who, um, on the, especially on the Illinois side, you know, I grew up in Edwardsville, Illinois, 
have been greatly impacted because it seems like they're open for 14 days and they're shut down for 14 days um, from with with indoor dining. And so, how has the how has Baker's Pride and your business been impacted by this pandemic? Well, we were hit pretty hard. So we sell primarily to larger food service organizations. Um, so hotels, hospitals, uh, corporate dining rooms, universities, um, and Back in March, we we lost almost all of our business in in a couple weeks' time. So we ended up closing for a couple months. Uh, we reopened, but we are still actually only back to about 25% of our our business. We were we were having the best year ever um, early this year, and um, it's been a real challenge. But it's also yeah. been a real growth opportunity for us. So it's we've we haven't pivoted into a, a different business model, but we have really, um, we've changed some of our, our processes and our uh, the way we produce product and we've become incredibly efficient. And uh, it's been a great lesson because I thought that we were very efficient and very lean um, before that. And, yeah. you know, I've learned, I've learned those lessons from past ups and downs, you know, that we've had over the third, 30 years I've been in business, and um, one lesson I learned, um, and I, I try to, to follow, is you know we should run our businesses in good times the same way we do in 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 hard times. Um, yeah. You know, stay lean, and um, and I think we do a pretty good job of that. But this is a great reminder that there is always room for improvement, and sometimes when we are forced to think outside the box we can come up with incredibly new ways of doing things, yeah, which well, we did. I, yeah, well, and I think it's important lesson there is to always see the silver lining, right? Obviously, it's been a, it's been a hard hard year for you guys, but you've uh, taken this time to to learn and, and make, you know, changes to, to make yourself more efficient. And um, it seems like you still have a, a very upbeat, positive attitude about the direction of the organization. And that I think that's a big, a big part of it as well. Yeah, that's very true. Um, it, I, I try to, I try to find the positive in uh, in all situations. Um, I'm, I'm not saying I'm always a positive person, but I do always look for that silver lining, and um, I try to help my consulting clients um, in that way as well, looking for the the positive in a situation, and 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 it's often just the other side of the coin. Um, yeah. so whatever we're facing, there is almost always a flip side, um, something good, and. Um, there are there are many good things that have come out of this uh, the, the COVID pandemic, and um, we just have to sometimes look you know a little harder for it. Yeah, no, I I would agree with that. I, I would I would imagine <clears throat> motivating the employees um, can be a challenge during this pandemic. I mean, I know it has been for my organization. I w I was I'm just curious. Have you you know if you since you had to shut down for a couple months and then reopen, how have you been able to manage the employees, keep them motivated, keep them excited to come to work for your, for Baker's Pride? How has that how has that been affected, and how have you how have you uh, navigated through that time? Well, it has been very challenging, and I have um, I've communicated more, um, which is also um, uh, an important leadership skill. Uh, yes. that that we can all do more of but you know sometimes when we think we're communicating we're not communicating enough and um so definitely being um in more constant communication with my team um helping explain 
you know, I'm always watching what's going on in the world and, um, you know, they have access to the same information, but sometimes just having conversations about that, helping them understand maybe a little bit better, uh, just trying to be a better resource for them to help them get through this situation as well. And just reminding them that we, we have a great business and we have uh, customers that love us and I, I share with them the, um, the wonderful notes that we've gotten from our customers during these tough times about how much they, you know, because most of them are still closed, our, you know, our businesses, yeah. schools, churches, um, but we have great communication with them still about how much they miss us, how much they can't wait to be back, um, how much they love our product, and, and I just keep sharing that with the team and reminding them that, um, it you know we'll we'll be back there soon and and everybody's everybody wants our great products again right well and i think to, to that point communication is so important uh but i think right now it's even more important to let to let the the team and the employees know um about what's going on what's happening um and 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 sharing those notes from your clients and um letting them know that they're they're still wanted out there that it's it's not like they've been forgotten and i think that's a great way to continue to create good company culture and well as communicate with those employees about kind of the direction uh, of the organization and letting them know that that you still have plans of rebounding and, and coming back to where you guys were. I think that's uh, very important in, in today's times for sure. Absolutely. So I know you spent some time with EO, uh, Entrepreneur Organization, and I, um, so when I, in a previous role, I, I was an SAP for EO uh, for a few years and I've met some amazing people in EO, Brandon Dempsey, uh, Jeff Linehan, um, just some amazing people that I, I've become what I would even say friends with uh, today. So tell me how EO has uh, impacted you as, as a leader. Oh my gosh, that has been one of the, things that has impacted my life in, in the biggest way. I, I joined EO, <clears throat> pardon me, I joined EO, um, gosh, I think back in 2004, and I wish uh, that I had known about it much sooner than that. Um, but I, I got really involved. Um, there's so many great leaders in that organization, and even the relationships that we have with our, our SAP, um, Strategic alliance partners is really important, um, but lifelong connections, lifelong learning. Um, I got really involved in local and regional leadership um, for many years, and it, it did a couple of things for me. It, it helped me learn to run my business um, without being there all the time because I was spending so much time um, working with the EO organization. Um, which actually ended up being kind of a side benefit. I, I met so many great people that I can still, um, you know, call on at any time. Um, I got some of my best uh, learnings from there. So I remember early on at a board meeting, um, one of the one of the guys said, um, reminded us that we should be passionately selfish about everything that we do, and that there's many. Many things we can do in life for work and ways to give back, but that we should always look for those things that we're passionate about and that we can personally get something out of. And when I eventually um, was asked to be president of the organization of the St. Louis chapter, one of the things I personally wanted to get out of that was to become a better public speaker because it was one of my greatest fears was um, public speaking. 
And so I had the opportunity all year long to do a lot of speaking in front of large groups. And uh, that for me was one of the the great uh, personal takeaways from the experience in, in addition to just becoming a better leader of leaders because it's a, it's a volunteer-led organization. We're all servant leaders. Right. Um, internationally, there's a handful of uh, paid staff, but mostly it is a servant-led organization. And leading leaders who are volunteering um, is a real challenge, um, you know, so you have to really um, you know, you can't just tell them what to do, um, like many people try to do right. in their in their businesses. So leading by influence. Uh, so it really developed that skill for me. Yeah. Well. Um, and yeah. Yeah. I've, I've like I said, I've had I've met some really great people through there, and I think it's a great organization, and it's a great way to learn how to be become a great leader. <clears throat> obviously, I think um, obviously you, you've learned a lot from that organization, and and, and are very supportive of that organization. And I also know that you uh, now are, you know, a leadership consultant um, and, you know, work with a lot of organizations. And I'm assuming the time in EO has helped you uh, become become that. Absolutely. I, I really I really look back at everything I've done in my life. And I think that it has all um, brought me to this point um, to be um, a capable consultant, advisor, coach for my clients. And I, I really, I, I go back um, even to, you know, where we started this conversation with my childhood. And I, I've, I had horses, I had dogs, I did a lot of training. And I, I often think that, that even those are skills that I have built on because I've, you know, that takes a lot of um, consistency and patience and uh, clear communication and repetition and those are all things that um, that are important in working with our, our human teams as well. Um, yeah. I remember training my dog recently to catch Frisbees um, and all the positive feedback that I gave him, um, even when all he did was hold the Frisbee in his mouth. And yeah. now he's this awesome Frisbee catching dog. <laughs> and it, it just, you know, I would, that positive feedback, it, it's one of the important characteristics of being a leader. Um, and one of the one of the common mistakes is, is that we we don't tend to give enough positive feedback. And I, I think it's a little bit easier sometimes when we're working with animals. Um, and it's just it's just a good reminder about how effective it can be. Um, well, a lot of praise a, goes a, a little praise goes a long way. No, I think and that's a great lesson for anybody listening to this episode is uh, it, to that point, giving positive feedback goes a lot longer, uh, goes a lot farther um, when you're building rapport with somebody or building trust with somebody. And um, those are the people that when you give them that positive feedback, they're going to they're going to do everything they possibly can to you know run through a brick wall for you as an or for you as a, a leader in an organization. So I think that's a great piece of advice. Now for a quick break, we bring in our sponsor, Enterprise Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Enterprise Bank & Trust knows that every business and every person is unique. That's why they get to know you in a way that large financial institutions don't. They are our banking partner here at the STL Leaders Podcast, and I highly recommend that you check them out. Go visit them at www.enterprisebank.com. Now back to Cheryl Lauer. Let me ask you this. Tell yeah. me a little bit about uh, your, your organization, L10 Performance Solutions. Um, so I work with um, CEOs and business owners and their senior leadership teams primarily to 
to help them um, better execute. Um, so I, I found a gap in the market uh, where it seemed like a lot of people were doing uh, strategic planning, goal setting, um, process improvement planning, but then they weren't they weren't really doing anything with it. Um, they had all this all these great documents and ideas, but um, they, they were missing that piece of, of figuring out how to consistently execute and achieve those goals throughout the year. So um, I come in and I help uh, people uh, create a clear vision, plan and uh, identify their priorities. And then we do a lot of work uh, that encompasses more than we can cover in, in this phone call, but the, the ongoing execution of those goals um, through improved communication, alignment, accountability, uh, leadership development. Um, and it's really fun work. It is yeah. um, what I, I am super passionate about it. And um, I feel like I can make a significant improvement in, um, in companies of, of many different sizes because the same foundational issues um, the companies face them, whether they're small or very large, uh, the, 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 those same communication and team uh, issues exist. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think, you know, you've taken your experience from, you know, Baker's Pride, EO, um, and all of those uh, experiences you have and able to share that with the leaders of our community uh, can be very powerful. And so I think it's that's great that you, you now, you know, have that organization where you you can mentor, mentor those leaders. Let me ask you this. Has there been any, you know, through your career, have there been any books or podcasts or uh, publications that you've read or listened to that have helped form you into the leader you are today? Now, I can't say just one. Um, I would say in general, um, just reading a lot of books and listening to a lot of podcasts. So I, I think my best answer there is is the tools that I use. Um, so I love Audible. Um, I can I can uh, read a lot of books and listen to a lot of podcasts when I'm uh, walking my dog and doing other things. Um, I also love this app called Blinkist, where it takes a lot of books and condenses, uh, summarizes the, the key points in about 15 or 20 minutes. And I know there's some other apps like that as well, but um, just that continuous reading and learning. Um, that I don't have one in particular. There are so many great books and I, I wish I had more time to read even more of them. Yeah, no. So uh, what was that app that, that condenses books? I didn't know of that. Oh, so that's called Blinkist. It's a B-L-I-N-K-E-S-T. They have oh. a free version, you know, like many apps, and they have a paid version. Um, but it's great because then um, I can usually take the key concepts in about 15 or 20 minutes. I can also quickly review those concepts. Um, and if it's a book I really want to dive into, then then I know um, right. quickly that that's a book yeah. I want to pick up and read more in depth. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I appreciate that share. So uh, I'll have to check into that myself. So, you know, uh, Cheryl, I always end this podcast with really the last question. Um, that's always usually the same when I'm, when I'm interviewing somebody and it. That's really just for the people who are really listening to the show. What is one piece of advice you would give them when it comes to leadership? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I, I think I I would say to, that we look in the mirror, that, that we turn around and look at ourselves first. Um, 
that we be the best that we can be, um, be the best role model that we can be, um, so that we can lead others. Um, and I, I think sometimes we forget that uh, that that it needs to really start um, with ourselves, and that yeah. um, in order to lead others well, we need to be setting a good example. It's 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 pretty easy to ask other people to to do all the right things, um, but when we are practicing it, uh, what we say is more, or what we do is more powerful than what we say. So being a great role model, uh, leading the way um, by what we do, I, I really think it. It was a realization I came to uh, very strongly a few years ago when um, I had to do some real self-reflecting and, and realize that a, a lot of the challenges that I was facing in my life uh, started with me. Um, and yeah. so when I, when I really focused on improving myself, and that's both uh, physically and mentally, um, then I was able to be uh, better for everyone around me. No, I think that's great advice, and um, I think it, you know, it always does start with you to to just reflect on who you are and and the goals and passions that you have in life, and then apply those as you go throughout your day. So I think that's that's great advice for our listeners. Cheryl, on behalf of the STL Leaders Podcast, I really appreciate you taking some time today to talk to us about your journey and and, um, and your career um, and sharing your wisdom with us. I, I really appreciate that. So thank you for coming on. Thank you, Brian. I, I appreciate you having me and I appreciate what you're doing to um, bring these leadership lessons um, to the forefront. Thank you for listening to this episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. This episode was brought to you by Synchrony HR. Do you struggle with HR? Are you tired of the rising costs of benefits? Synchrony HR here in St. Louis helps organizations streamline their administration, provides HR consulting, and offers unique access to Fortune 500 benefits. To learn more, visit SynchronyHR.com.